0: Hey, it's Wolf. What can the Arizona Cardinals learn from Super Bowl 58? We'll tell you tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Andy Reid? Oh, yeah. He'll be back. I think I understood you to say after the game last night you're coming back for another season. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, to hang with you. We are. Good reason then. That's it. Why not um, ride off into the sunset at this point for you? You know, Adam, I, I honestly haven't even thought about it, but I get asked it. I mean, I'm still kind of in awe of the, the game and and what went on there. So, um, I really haven't thought why or what or anything else. but. People keep asking me, and I, I keep saying, "Why did Belichick and Pete retire?" You know, <laughs> those guys—they ask those old guys a question. But I'm, I'm the old guy now. <laughs> I'm the old guy now. That was Andy Reid this morning. Yeah, which he confirmed. He said it last night, and I think you know, I believe it was Adam uh, Teicher, I think from ESPN.com, who asked the question. Hey, just double checking. Like you're coming back, right? Like you said it last night, but that was kind of in the heat of the game. Yep, I'm coming back. He's 65 years old. Mm-hmm. He's 65 years old, and he is a great coach. And there's no reason for him to hang it up if he still loves what he does, and he's still got Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> now, Patrick Mahomes was going to retire. Maybe, yeah. maybe you think a little bit differently, but you know, you start to think about where he is with that third Super Bowl. You start to think about, we talk about Patrick Mahomes' legacy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Belichick, Chuck Knoll, is that it? Coaches Super no, Bowls? No, there was one more. Uh, who? What? With three Super Bowls or more? Three it's or more? Belichick, Knoll, and oh, I could have sworn there was one more, but I can't remember. You start to get to that point, and you know if you can get another one. Um, oh, Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh should be yes. Bill Walsh, that's right? It. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah, I think Bill Walsh had that. Um, so right now, yeah. So right now, here it is. He's tied with Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs for third most all time. Only Belichick and Knoll have more. So the only guys with more are Belichick and Chuck Knoll. He gets one more. He ties the legendary Steelers coach. And then he's only behind Belichick. I mean, it's, you know, you've got Patrick Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. You're going to win a lot of games. You're going to go down. You're going to be a Hall of Fame coach. You're going to go down as one of the great coaches in this history. Uh, Donovan McNabb, you couldn't get it done. You couldn't get over the hump. You go to Kansas City, you get Mahomes, and and look where you are now. So I, I don't really see, unless his quarterback was leaving and retiring, like can you make the argument in all in all honesty that Belichick should have hung it up when Brady left. You could make that argument, yes. Did they win anything after Brady left? Uh, he he got to the playoffs one time, and that was it. it, it other they, than that, it, they were disastrous season. They got to the playoffs one time when Mac Jones was at his best. I mean, but, that's, yeah. you know, they there just hasn't been any success right, there. Right, right. You know, if, Brady, if Belichick would have just went away at that point, now, I'm not saying that Belichick's legacy is hurt by any ways. He's still going to be go down as the greatest coach ever, but it takes a little bit of a hit that you weren't able to win in any of the year's after he left, mm-hmm. you know, so as long as Reed has Mahomes and you still love what you do and that's your passion. I mean, look, some of these guys, look, did any of us think Bruce Arians was going to come back and coach the Bucs? He no. was done. Yeah, he was he done. He was going to go be on his, in Georgia, on his, you know, on his, on his boat, in the lake. In the chill, the chill zone. zone. In the chill zone, yeah. And uh, you know what? You get a chance to come coach the Bucks, and Tom Brady's going to be your quarterback. Deal. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. We'll what a Super shot. Bowl! You bet, absolutely. Super Bowl winning coach Bruce Arians. Yeah. So some of these guys, it does depend on who your quarterback is. Because when you have a great one, you may not want to. You may not want to leave. I, Look, when Bruce left the Cardinals, I mean that was that was like Carson Palmer was at the end. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. They were going to start over. And, and, I You didn't want to be a part it was of that. Time for a quarterback succession plan, and there wasn't a good one in place. No, I'm, uh, phew, I don't want to like, go four and twelve. Nope. Well, I'm good three I and thirteen. Never go past five. There's <laughs> You're it's, a blueberry. There's Bruce hanging out in the chill zone right there. In this big machine that keeps them all nice and chilled. No, and that's and the, the broader point is after Kansas City's, at least for me, after Kansas City's win last night, you know, uh, there doesn't appear to be an end in sight to Kansas City's dynasty. That doesn't mean there aren't teams that aren't going to challenge them. The Bengals get Joe Burrow back. They're a challenge. Uh, but but I mean, look. They went on the road, they beat Josh Allen with less than their best football team. They went on the road, they beat Lamar Jackson with less than their best football team. The only real threat that I see in the AFC to Kansas City is Burrow and the Bengals, because Burrow and the Bengals have beaten them before. Burrow and the Bengals have have gotten beyond Kansas City and into the Super Bowl, and it makes me think if they did it once, they can do it again. Is there a threat in the East? Between what? The, a- the NFC? is there a threat in the NFC? Oh, and it, right now like this, the quarterback playing the NFC is not right. He went up against Brock Purdy. He went up against Brock Purdy. Who did he go up against the the last time? And Jimmy Brock, Garoppolo and Brock Purdy beat Jared Goff. You know, and, right. and Jared Goff. It's it's, I mean, it's not like he's going up against the you know Hall of Fame. Nothing nope, against Brock Purdy. Nope. And that's why a three-peat is very doable. Yeah, because here's here's the thing. I keep going back to. All right, well, so we're going to have a segment on Patrick Mahomes and why he's so great coming up in just a few minutes. So we're we're it's this is a big Mahomes conversation, but I think part of the reason why this Kansas City dynasty was reinforced by what happened yesterday, this was the worst Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes team of the punch. This was the one that they lost five of eight games in the middle of the season. And their receivers, that receiving core wasn't very good to begin with. They were dropping passes. They were penalized. Dropped eight passes in the opening week against the Lions. Lost the game. I... All year long, they had the most drop passes in the league. It wasn't a great offensive team. It's it's the most losses, I think, of any team that Andy Reid has ever taken to a Super Bowl. They weren't. Mahomes, too. They were good, but they weren't that good. And they still won the Super Bowl. So when they get a chance to kind of reset themselves a little bit, maybe do a better job of roster building around Patrick Mahomes, if you're telling me Andy Reid's coming back and Travis Kelsey's coming back and Patrick Mahomes we know is going to be back, who's to say that they're not? Mitch was going through the odds for next year's Super Bowl. The 49ers are the favorites to win next year's Super Bowl. Why? Why? We're, we're going to make the Chiefs an underdog again? Did we not learn from our mistake all postseason long to make the Kansas City Chiefs the underdog? The Chiefs are the favorite to win the Super Bowl again next year, as long as Patrick Mahomes is their quarterback and Andy Reid is their and coach. And you don't even and care about free agency of the draft, do you? No, I don't. You I don't. don't even want to wait and say I don't. Nope. I, I would like to know if Chris Jones is going to be back. I think that's a big deal. He almost didn't come back this year. I know. the a holdout to start the season. Did you see him and Andy Reid celebrating? Yeah. After the game, Chris Jones is just lying on the ground, and Andy Reid comes over to, like, hug him, and Andy Reid just basically lays on him. Andy Reid is, like, on top, belly to belly with Chris Jones, just, like, yelling at him. Yeah, we won the Super Bowl. It was <laughs> so funny to see. It was as long as those guys are back. And that's, now, Kelsey's getting old, yes. but he's coming back for another year. But how old is he, 35? 35. I, I was a little surprised he came back. Just because of his age, and, and he's starting he's, to slow down. He, okay, he's still really good. He had a great postseason, but he was starting to slow down a little bit at always, times He always has a great postseason. Yes, he does. His numbers every year in the postseason are great. And he didn't do anything early in that game, but then when he came on, he had that one play you know, on the, on the overtime drive that took it right down to like the four-yard line. So it was a big play by him. Yeah, when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, Patrick Mahomes. What's left? Guy retires right now. He's going to the Hall of Fame right now. The big question, can he catch the GOAT? We'll talk about it next in the Burns and Gambo Show. It's Vince Murata. We'll get you ready for Suns, Kings, and a pivotal pre-All-Star break game at Footprint Center, starting at 6 here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He is the best quarterback that has ever played this game. No, I'm not saying he's reached Tom Brady yet because Tom Brady has 7. But when you look at the start of Patrick Mahomes' career, we can say we've never seen nothing like it, and it will not be hyperbole. When the San Francisco 49ers didn't get that ball in the end zone, we all knew it Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. You have to go kill him because if you don't, you only get one chance. And you better be like Iron Man and take it. Because if he gets the ball back, you're done. All sorts of marvel MCU references there by Ryan Clark on ESPN. I sent we, we sent each other our emails today, you know, stuff we're gonna talk about. And in one segment of my email, it was just Mahomes is awesome, and here's about five reasons why. And it's just stat after stat, number after number, idea after idea, where you look at him. And, and go, God, he's, he's he's great. And, and Ryan Clark is right about one thing. You even leave that door open a crack. And this is where Mahomes and Tom Brady are almost exactly alike. You're the 49ers. You go down. You score a field goal at the end of the fourth quarter. You leave Mahomes a buck 53 in a couple of timeouts. You're done. But he's, that's, he's, but, okay. Go through all the quarterbacks in the league. I wouldn't say that about Joe Burrow. I wouldn't say that about Josh Allen. I wouldn't say that about Aaron Rodgers. I've seen Aaron Rodgers make a ton of mistakes at the end of football games. Like, he's like the only guy that you fear, like, okay, you're done. There's a minute and 50, there's a minute and 50 seconds, left. thinking i going to score a touchdown. Sure. That's it. Um, is there anybody else? Um, I, I don't have another guy in the, the league. I would feel as confident in as oh yeah, he's still gonna win. He's still gonna beat you. Like Bur- Burrow's the only other one where I'd go. Okay, that guy still has a chance. That guy still has a chance to beat you. But 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 he's the only one. Mahomes is it, the, the overtime. San Francisco goes down and kicks a field goal. Yeah, you're you you all you've done is leave the door open for Patrick Mahomes to beat you. That's all you've done, and he was. Brilliant in overtime, but that's very Brady ass. That's very yes, Brady ass to be yes, like, "Oh my God, you can't leave that guy any time on the clock." Yep, there's very few quarterbacks in our lifetime that you feel that way about. Yes, I would agree. There's not very many in the game today. No, I don't think he there. I you're saying Burrow? I don't think there are any others. Okay, you think he's the I think only it's one? it's Just Mahomes. Minute and fifty left in the game. I'll I'll bet on that guy taking that team down the field and scoring because he's going to do that. I Burrow's never won a Super Bowl. Mahomes has won three. Like I wouldn't Lamar Jackson, no. Josh Allen, no. Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, no. No. Russell no. Wilson, no. Nope. nope. I mean, even in his prime, like, no. Like I don't. To me, that's it. I think he stands alone in that category of, oh my God, you're done. Well, why? Because this, you get you left two minutes left on the clock. this the Kansas City Chiefs were down by ten. This is a stat from Trey Wingo. Okay, In playoff games in which the Kansas City Chiefs were down seven or more in the Mahomes era, the Kansas City Chiefs are nine and two in those games. Roughly, uh, I mean, what is 90%, 88%, whatever it is, win percentage in that moment. The next best ratio in that scenario going all the way back to the 50s is Tom Brady. His teams were ten and eleven in those situations. Okay, that's crazy. It's nuts. It's just nuts. Tom Brady was ten and eleven. Mahomes was nine and two. Yeah. That, okay, that, that's and ridiculous. And the next and that's the next best record in that. Is that oh, even close? He wasn't even, even close. Under five hundred record. Right. You down go ten from a, points. A ninety percent win percentage to barely a fifty fifty proposition. Is it down double digits? Is that what it is? Down seven or more. Down seven or more. Seven or, down seven seven in or more a playoff game. Seven or more in a playoff game. Patrick Mahomes has won nine of those eleven games. Now if he's, Brady could have just went against Kyle Shanahan coached teams. He'd have a better record. <laughs> well, he did once. He did once. Yeah, he did once in the in, a, in the twenty eight to three game, and that's where. Oh just, yeah, yeah. yeah oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah that's off, right. The offensive coordinator in that moment. And and the, the other thing about Mahomes too is okay. First of all, he's only twenty eight. He's already got a hall. He could he could end his career right now and he's in the hall of fame. Done. You are in. Right. Zero debate. First ballot Hall of Famer you're in and you're 28 years old. He's got three of them already. Uh, his resume is incredible. It's unbelievable. Um, he His accomplishments are almost unfathomable. And is he within shouting distance of Tom Brady's ultimate? Can he get there? He's got three. I don't he know. He needs to, four more. I don't know why as a society we tend to always look at that stuff. What we do is Tiger going to catch Jack. He never did. But we, you know, we we tend to think about those things because we want to know if this guy can end up being the greatest. And that's the only reason really why. Why are we so hyper-focused on whether he can catch Tom Brady? Because we think that if he catches him, he can be the greatest. Let me present something else to you. Okay. Does he have to catch him to be considered the greatest? Does he have to catch him? Does he have to have Mm. the same amount? Is there a way Patrick Mahomes wins five? He wins next year. They've won three in a row. He wins another one in his career. He ends up with five. Is there a chance that he can Can be the greatest without having tied him? Can I counter your question with a question that I think answers your question? No, but but go ahead. Okay. Uh, Can LeBron catch Michael if he doesn't pass him? He can't. He can't. But Michael it, never lost. It, it, I, Brady, I, okay, let me give you something. I, I, I don't Brady think that's passed, the sticking point for a lot of people, but okay, let me hear you. Brady passed Montana. Montana never lost. He yeah, was 4-0. Yeah. Brady lost Super Bowls. Uh-huh. He lost to Philly. He lost to the Giants twice. Yeah. Like, but a lot of people feel Brady passed Montana. Everybody thinks Brady okay. passed Montana. Okay, but Montana never lost. mm uh-huh. So he was 4-0. Like, so I think the I think the Michael Jordan thing, yeah, I but, think that to me, Michael Jordan never lost. But, but I think that's why the question is especially pertinent because I don't think it matters how many, I don't think it matters what your win-loss record is. I think the only number that matters the most is how many did you win? Okay, when it comes to to the Brady Mahomes conversation, the Brady Mahomes Montana conversation, the only number that seems to matter is, how many did you win? And I think the same thing is true with LeBron and MJ. How many did you win? And for most people, the only, for some people, I don't to say everybody, because it's generational as you've said, but I think for a lot of people, the only way LeBron can actually pass Michael Jordan is to win more than Michael Jordan, even though Jordan never lost. But is there it, a chance that he would not pass him even if he wins more? If we, in some people's my because he lost them. i. I still think you hold out this idea that Montana's better than Brady because he never lost. you've, you've very begrudgingly gotten on board with the idea that Brady is actually past Montana because I think you hold on very tight to the idea that I, Montana's never lost one. I would agree that I, I would reluctantly agree That's that Brady I was better. looking for because you, reluctantly agree, but, you know, I mean, Am I biased to the era that I grew up in watching Joe Montana kick the crap out of the Denver Broncos in the yes, Super Bowl? Yes, you beating are. Beating the Cincinnati Bengals? Like, you never. Mitch, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what are, what are you going to bring the Broncos into this, man? You're killing me. What are you doing here? I don't know, but they scored 55 points. I don't know. Did they, was, did they score was 55 bad. points in that game? It was pretty bad, yeah. Like, yeah, to me, like, I, I was. When I, when I was growing up, to think that anybody could have been better than Joe Montana seemed in, insane. Yeah. But Tom Brady's better. And now a lot of people who watch Tom Brady may think it's insane to think somebody else could be better. And now people are going to go watch. I'm just asking the question. Can Mahomes be better than Brady if he doesn't pass him? I think the answer is yes. Okay, I think so too. I I, I think the answer is yes. I think he can. Even if he doesn't finish with more. But I think in the minds of a lot of people, he he needs to have a greater, equal to or greater number of Super Bowl victories than Tom Brady before he can pass him. I think that's just how people's brains are wired. I do not mine, not mine. I, I think I'll be able to sit. It's it's honestly, you know why I'm I kind of have a soft spot in my heart for Peyton Manning and how he played quarterback. He no one's ever going to confuse. We all know Tom Brady's a better quarterback. He had more success than Peyton Manning. That's not debatable. But I think Peyton Manning played the position better than Tom Brady did at times. Yeah. You know, like I, I I loved watching him play quarterback. I might feel the same way about Patrick Mahomes. He's incredible. He is incredible. The things that he can do, and he's so, maybe this is just the way he's marketed, he's so likable. Like, he's just, he's easy to watch, he's easy to root for, he seems like a nice guy, he seems like a good family guy, he just seems like a normal, average, ordinary dude who happens to be one of the best of all time at what he does. And again... Maybe that's just because he's on a bunch of commercials and he's kind of marketed that way, but he just seems like a really cool I, I don't disagree. Cool dude. He seems like a likable guy. Yeah, doesn't good... seem like a jerk. doesn't seem like a guy you want to root against. No, not at all. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You can subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android, and you won't miss our show. We'll just deliver it to you digitally every single day. You can listen to us whenever you want. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast brought to you this week. By your Valley Chevy dealers. Two games left for the Suns before the All-Star break. Before we look ahead, we'll briefly look back at the Golden State game and then talk about these last two games they've got before the break. Next on the Burns and Gambo Show. everybody dan bickley here the suns have two more home games before the all-star break we'll tell you all about them tomorrow at 6 a.m on arizona sports the local sports leader all right back here on the burns and gambo show on this the monday after super bowl sunday i still think super bowl sunday should be super bowl saturday I don't think you're alone in that. That'd be all... I heard heard somebody saying that they think the Monday after should be like a national holiday. That's been out there for a while now. That's never going to happen. Of course not. Of course not. But driving home last night from the Super Bowl party we went to, it's like, could we do this on a Saturday? Would it kill all of us to do this on a Saturday just to have a Sunday to kind of chill a little bit. I don't know, you but know? football's always been on Sundays, so why would you want to well, then, then take their most important game and make it a Saturday? Not anymore. In the NFL, they play games on Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays and Mondays, and what do they care, right? Yeah. They, 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 Mitch? This league wants the extra week anyway. Why not push the Super Bowl back to the weekend of President's Day so then we automatically get Monday? <laughs> That's a long time to wait for a football game. Well, why, and then we introduce, why don't we just change like President's like Day and make President's Day a week early? Well, well, then you have to be, ask the presidents about that. Why does it be, have to be that day? Then you'd be making Super Bowl Sunday a national holiday by giving everybody Monday off. You'd you'd be doing just exactly change President's you didn't want to Day do. and make it yeah. a week earlier. You'd be you'd make Super Bowl weekend a three day weekend. Yeah, which is what we didn't want. If to If I was the president, I would probably start with that. If, I want my day to be a week earlier so everybody has a three day week. You know how many votes I would get for just bringing that up? If you were president, yeah, I would move to where wherever my passport could get me into. East, west, wow, (laughs) Canada, Mexico. Oh, you don't want to be in Canada. Brazil, (laughs) Chile, something, anything. (laughs) Somewhere. You as as president? Mm. Football Mm. fans, I would get to vote for me just by bringing that up. Mm. Like, I'm going to move President's Day to the day after the Super Bowl. Everybody has a three-day weekend. That's not a good platform to run on. If I were your political advisor, I'd say you have to come up with something a little more meaty than that. And it's not just you. If I were president, I'd encourage people to move, too. Like, I'm not. (laughs) This is not a you thing. This is a. Look, there are people qualified to run this country. We are not them. Okay? We are not. You are not them. I am not them. We are not them. We are not qualified. Don't want it. If I'm the president of the United States, move. Move. Go somewhere else. Something went horribly, horribly wrong. I shouldn't be in charge of anything. I'm barely in charge of my house. I'm not even really in charge there. My wife's her nickname's the decision maker. Yeah, I'm not in charge well, here. Neither are you. Don't pretend no, that you are. No, we all I've, know you're I've, not. I've, I've lost control of that. I thought I went I thought <laughs> I never had contro- had control. I never. <laughs> That's the thing. You yeah. think you had control. You never had it. You were That's lying to yourself really? all those years to make yourself feel better. What's the right? line? The illusion of control is convincing yourself so- something. I don't yeah, know. something like that. Yeah. Uh, Sons basketball. We got two games left before the All Star break. Yeah, Sacramento and Detroit. It's two back in- to back. Two intriguing games actually, because the Kings are one of the top teams in the West. So that's always, you know. I think we we learned not it. anymore. Haven't they struggled? They're not a the top four. They don't. I think they're behind the Suns. They're. oh, I mean, a top six. six? They're behind 16? Phoenix. They used to be ahead of them. No, like you're quite right. A bit. They're seventh. They they're have, seventh. Yeah, they have. You know, had some struggles. Yeah, they're okay. So, they're seventh, but they're like right in the sure. Mix for, sure. I mean, yeah. basically five, six, seven, and eight are separated by 22 losses, 22 losses, 22 losses, and 23 losses. So all those teams are jumbled in pretty good. You know, let's not forget the last time the Suns played the Sacramento Kings. They were getting their asses handed to them down by 22 and came back and won the basketball game in an absolute thriller. You couldn't believe it. I mean... It, it, I was at that game. That was in Phoenix. I was at that game, and it was like, "Oh my God, the Sun! This team is just killing the Suns!" And there was a lot of concern. And then they made this epic comeback. They had another comeback a game or two later. Was it? Uh, was, was that Indiana? was another game that had a major comeback. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. That's right, Chicago. But the Sacramento game was a big sign of what this team was capable of. Yeah, no doubt. Um, that game's coming up tomorrow, and it's a later start because it's a national TV audience. And then Monty and the Detroit Pistons come to town with the worst record in the NBA, eight wins, 44 losses. I'm just going to say it right now because we all know it's going to happen. Two words, tribute, video. On Wednesday night, guaranteed. Oh, oh absolutely. I thought we stopped tribute. saying that oh, stuff. There why did you bring a that back up? tribute video for Monty. I'm almost sure of it. I'm going to go to the game Wednesday tribute night. Tribute video. Prepare yourself. Mentally prepare yourself for a tribute video. I don't know why everybody has to do these tribute videos. <laughs> Not just mentally, emotionally prepare Emotionally yourself. prepare yourself for a tribute video to Monty Williams. Yeah, it's just. I think I'll what, just wait to go to my seat until the till I hear the game start. <laughs> what if they do it after the game has started? <sighs> you know, like the first break. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, I guess they could do that too. He'll get, a, he'll get a nice. He should. He'll he'll get a nice warm round of applause. And he, he should. Did, a, he, did a, he did a good job? He, he took the team job, to, to the, the NBA finals. finals. I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh you know, there's no ill will. Monty, you know, Monty didn't work out. They got rid of him at the right time. But he did a really good job of. Uh, being the first coach, that was a grown up in the room, and he really helped the Suns get to a point where they were legitimate. So there they should be a lot of credit for money, and there should be a tribute if they're going to do but it. But I, I also agree. don't think no. And, and, but I also don't think to your point, and all kidding aside here about tribute videos and whatnot, I also don't think we should like blindly. Sit there and pretend like everything about the money Williams era was great because it wasn't. It wasn't, no, great, the with DeAndre, with Jay it wasn't great with DeAndre. It wasn't J, right? Like it, it wasn't all awesome with Monty. But I think enough of it was awesome with Monty that he deserves a ton of credit for what happened around here. It, it's it's like everything, and nothing's perfect. There are always flaws within everything. And there certainly were flaws within Monty and the regime and what happened there. But I think overall it was more positive than negative, and I think that's easy to say that given that he took him to the finals. I think more than anything, with these two games, I, I think back to the game Saturday against Golden State, and with 30-ish games to go in the season, under 30 games to go in the season now. I look at every single game, at least against the good teams, as a test of the Suns' playoff readiness, as because it's it's we're still a couple months away, but the schedule is so daunting and so tough. That we are going to get treated just about every single week from here on out to a playoff type game against a playoff type team. And I want to know how the Suns are going to do in those games. We had that test on Saturday night against Golden State. They're playing much, much better as of late. I think they've won six of their last seven six games. Of the last seven, the seven to four with Draymond, but they have won six out of the last seven. Got to five hundred, and yeah, playing a lot better because you know Kaminga's playing really yep. well, and they got Peyton back, and he's playing well. Even though Clay Thompson isn't giving him anything, and their defense since Draymond Green came back has been fantastic. So there's a you know there's a lot to like about that team. But you're right, could I be mean, a lot of tests coming forward where they're going to play a lot of good teams to some you know, great teams, and you'll get a better indication of where they are. Sacramento is a playoff test. After the break, Dallas is a playoff test. Then a week or so after they come back from the All-Star break, they get nothing but playoff tests. Oklahoma City, Denver, Boston, Cleveland, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Denver, Oklahoma City. These there are other games in there. Obviously, it's not all of these games, but I, I mean the whole. Basically, from the minute the All Star break is done, mostly from the minute the All Star break is done. They are playing a playoff test type basketball game, if not multiple games in a week from here on out. And I think that's good. I I, I think games like Saturday night, even though they lost, I think that's good. That was a playoff intensity game. That was a playoff like game that had the physicality of a playoff game. And I think they need more games like that to get them ready for what's coming in April and May, because that that's that's what we can expect from the NBA, and I want them to. Yeah. I want them to be prepared for. Well, that. there's two things. You're playing to peak at the right time, right? You're playing to just get everybody, you know, get Royce O'Neal adjusted, help Frank Vogel really understand his rotations, who's going to be his eight or nine guys in the playoffs, uh, more continuity with the big three. Like you're playing for that, but then you also are in some ways you're trying to see if you could get sneak into that top 4 and get a home court advantage in the first round. You'd like to do that. I mean, go back over the years and look at the Suns' record on the road in playoff games. It's not great. It's not great. So, I yeah, I mean, I mean I don't have it in front of me, it but go was, back and look. They've struggled. They've really struggled on the road in playoff games. The, the year they went to the finals, it was good. But it wasn't it good in the finals. It was they won. They closed out the series on the road in all three series they played in 2021 before they got to the finals. If I'm not mistaken. Okay, look at the last couple of years, and I think you're going to see that they've had they've, well, they've I, had yeah, struggles. I, Dallas, Denver, yeah. I, I I mean I have to go back and look at it, but but it's it, so they lost they lost. Um, last year was they lost all three against Denver. Okay. Right? They lost all three when they were at Denver. They The Clippers, I don't really count because that wasn't really a full team. But I think if you go back to the year before, the Dallas year, I think that was a year where they just really struggled with some of the games on the road too. So my, the point is like you would want to try to get that, you know, that that advantage if you can because they lost, they did lose a game at New Orleans They lost three at Dallas that year. They lost all three to Dallas. Yeah. So you look at Dallas and Denver. They didn't win any of the road games against Dallas and Denver. They lost a road game to New Orleans. I mean, if you could find a way to sneak into that four spot, you'd take it. When we come back here on the Burns and Gambo Show, one last look at the Super Bowl, and we'll look at it from the 49ers' perspective. Their coach getting a little bit of heat today, and their players... (laughs) Being very frank about not knowing the new overtime rules, which is not helping when it comes to Kyle Shanahan's cause either. That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? is on tonight the games that we're going to watch this evening and it is brought to you by Global Credit Union 12 branches to serve you stop in and uh, become a member today at globalcu.org. Uh, Coyotes are on tonight and they are done with their all-star break obviously. Mm-hmm. I haven't They're- won a game since what, was a mid January has it been that long? I haven't won a game since sometime in January. Well, they're up one they've not. lost like five, lost I think they've lost like five in a row. They're up one nothing right now against the Philadelphia Flyers. That game started about 45 Last minutes. Last win was January 22nd. Ooh. Well, I mean the All-Star break was in. Yeah, there, but, but they yes. lost, but they've lost five games in a row. Yeah. In that. Yeah, no, no, no. Bill Armstrong has told us many times the team will tell me whether we're a buyer or a seller at the deadline and uh Right now the team is telling them we're a seller based off of how they're playing. Yeah, I mean it's going to I mean it's going to take some time for them. I mean this is, you know they got off to a great start and they were in contention for a little while and that's a good step for them but it's going to it's going to take better players for them to actually get a playoff spot. No doubt about it. Uh but that game is going on right now. You can hear it on ESPN 620. They just got to the end of the first period. Coyotes are beating the Flyers 1 to nothing. Um and that game is going on over there. Other than that, locally, that's all we have uh, for you tonight. Tomorrow, as we mentioned, the Suns taking on the Sacramento Kings, and then they've got the Detroit Pistons in town on yeah, so Wednesday. so back back-to-back for them. Back-to-back, back, and then they go on their all-star break, and we won't see the Suns until next Thursday when they take on the Dallas Mavericks. Kings are tough, uh, t- tough to figure out. We'll talk more about this tomorrow, but they lose to the Pistons, and then they beat the hell out of Mitch's Nuggets, and then they lose to Oklahoma City, so, but the, I mean, they beat your Nuggets up pretty good. Like they a couple of games ago, they beat them up pretty good, Mitch. I'm aware. I'm they also did. aware the Nuggets were down two of their starters. Yeah, they didn't have Michael Porter Jr. I could on, but I don't need to. They didn't have Michael Porter. They had Jokic. They had Murray. They didn't have Michael Porter Jr. They were missing somebody else. KCP. KCP and the Sacramento clobbered them. But mm-hmm. then they lose to Oklahoma City, and the game before that, they had lost to the Pistons. So they're, they're, it'll be a good challenge for Phoenix, but I expect that they'll win that game. Uh, I was surprised. Getting back to the Super Bowl, um, maybe the last word of the day on the Super Bowl, at least locally, um, it was shocking to hear some of the San Francisco 49ers players say they didn't know the rule. That Eric Armstrong even went on to say That I didn't know about it until I saw it up on the big screen in the stadium, what the new OT rules were. I didn't even know about the new uh, playoff overtime rule, so it was a surprise to me. Saw it up on the Jumbotron. It's like, oh, (laughs) they get a possession even if we score a touchdown? Yeah, they get a possession even if you score a touchdown. Does it sound like you're knocking your coach that you didn't know? Does it sound like you're like... I don't know if they meant to, but it comes out that way, doesn't it? Like, how could you not know, you know? How the Chiefs guys were like we we found out about it earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Like we knew. Our coach staff told us. We knew. Yeah. Uh here's Kyle, you check. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime. So I have, I assumed you just want the ball cuz you score a touchdown and win, but I guess that's not the case. Um so I don't really I don't totally know the strategy there. that you guys have talked about No. No, we haven't talked about it. No. That does not reflect well on Kyle Shanahan. We didn't talk all. about it. We didn't At, at all. all. No, not one bit. Chris Jones, the Chiefs, was like, man, I thought they were nuts for taking the ball first in overtime." What's in your mind when they say they want the ball to start overtime? They're crazy. They're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because the overtime rules has changed where both teams get the ball no matter who scores. So. You know, uh, originally you want to let, you want to let the other team get the ball, stop them holding the three, so you know where you got. Or if you stop them, they punt it. Then all you have to do is kick three. Yeah, the old overtime rules, and again, this yeah. only applies to the the postseason. The old overtime rules is you want the ball first because you go down, score a touchdown, and the team doesn't have another chance to to answer you. But now in the playoffs. You're going to get the ball no both matter teams what. teams get a possession yep. no matter what. You're going to get the ball. You want to know what the other team did, so that way you know what you need to do. Yeah, Dan Orlovsky this morning on first take. It, well, I'll just let him say it. Absolutely a mistake by Kyle. Really two mistakes. Players not knowing the rules. So here's my my thought on that. For a team that unquestionably knew it was going to be playing in january in playoff games and certainly a a decent chance to get to the super bowl for them to not be in totality prepared for any and everything is a disadvantage and i'm shocked that kyle who i think the world of and who was in an overtime super bowl didn't have that team prepared at least for the knowledge of it and the fact that those are veteran players use has been around forever and armstead has been around forever so for that organization and for that team to not know mistake the decision when it happened and they took the football immediately i was like that's a mistake yeah and orlovsky and he 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 voiced it very well this morning said the reason it was a mistake was because it basically gave kansas city the ability to go for it at will on fourth down knowing that okay sure you guys go first you do whatever you got to do now, when we get the ball back, A, we know what we have to do to either match you or beat you. So you're you're, you're kind of setting the bar for us. Number two, you've given us the ability to go for it on fourth down. If we had started, like the Kansas City Chiefs, if they had started with the ball first in overtime, Am they, I they had a fourth and one from their own 34. Well, getting the ball second, they have to go for it. Getting the ball first... They might have punted in that moment. You might say, let's punt and get our defense to get a stop. Now, Shanahan's reasoning was, I wanted the ball third. But, you know, that's almost like when the Orioles were saving Zach Britton in the playoffs for (laughs) an inning that never came. Like, you know, you can't really play that you can't it's not a regular season game you can't think that far ahead there was no third possession you say you wanted the ball first because you wanted to be in control of the third possession there was no third possession yeah and the reason he wanted the third possession was he was thinking we score they score now it's sudden death I want to have the ball first when it's sudden death because then if I can just kick a field goal and win it we're done there's some logic to that but I, I agree with you it's thinking too far ahead now that being said is that the reason why the 49ers lost the game yesterday? No. they At least in my opinion, they lost the game yesterday because they had two turnovers that they couldn't convert to points because they had special teams mistakes. They cost themselves points on the point after that was blocked. They cost themselves points when they muffed the punt the way they did They because they kicked field goals instead of touchdowns and it set up Mahomes for that success. That's And Kyle Shanahan, look, he's had it rough. He's been to three Super Bowls as either an assistant or a head coach. He's had to go up against Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes in all of them. That's a bad beat. That's a, that's a bad beat for Kyle Shanahan. That's tough. Yeah, that game was always going to be close. You know, we had talked about it last week. It was always going to be – Kansas City, they play a lot of close football games, They've a lot of close football games. You knew it was going to be a close game. That's why it's really – Shocking that Chattahan wasn't prepared as he should have been for an overtime. Yeah. No doubt. It's gonna do it for us. We are out of here. We're gonna see you tomorrow straight up two o'clock right here on the Burns and Gambo show. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.